Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining me here today on The Communication Architect. Each week, we'll share content that will empower you to grow your personal leadership capacity through the development of communication competencies that build emotional health and relational resilience. We'll unpack some practical applications of interpersonal, intrapersonal, family, and organizational communication. And we'll connect with stories of transformation that will inspire you to achieve personal and social change. Now, let's build the scaffolding you need to become a communication architect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, a lifelong homeschooling parent, author, and president of Chula Vista Christian University, a four-year university that centers on mentor-driven, Bible-based, debt-free higher education. If you're new to the show, we're in a season unpacking American education, so be sure to scroll back on my podcast for some tips on breaking free from the toxic traits of traditional education. Pastors, if you would like to know more about how you can play a vital role in rescuing the outsourced generation, go to drlisadunn.com. That's D-R-L-I-S-A-D-U-N-N-E.com. We can have your campus outreach mission running in four weeks. Be sure to check out my book, outsourcethebook.com for more details on that as well. Parents, we've got three levels of support for you at Chula Vista Christian University. We have church-based homeschool support classes. We have college degree programs, and we have our Start an Academy program. We have another masterclass coming up on that Start an Academy program. So again, go to drlisadon.com to learn more about that. And we are so excited to announce our new adult degree program. If you've been wishing you finished college or you want to enter a new industry, a new career field, you can earn your degree totally debt-free. Go to cvcu.us to apply and be sure to follow us on social media at Chula Vista U on Instagram. If you are just joining the show, we have been talking about the 12 toxic traits of the public school environment and providing some steps for healing, healing attachments, healing relationships, healing our mindsets. When we we step out of that toxic zone and into the parent-directed arena. Well, I am so excited about today's guest. Caitlin Nelson is a devoted wife to her husband, Aaron. She's a full-time mother to her three young children, Israel, Zion, and Shiloh. And she and her family spent three and a half years in India as missionaries. They church planted, they started and ran a discipleship school, they hosted short-term missions trips, and they partnered with doctors to put on medical camps in the villages. They have such a mission's heart. She graduated with her bachelor's degree in nursing from Northeastern University. She worked in various hospital and outpatient settings, and she has been homeschooling her children since 2019. Her greatest passion, she says, is raising tiny disciples of Jesus. I love how she says there is no junior Holy Spirit, and she loves to equip her kids to walk in their full identity. She and her husband currently serve together. He is the camp director at Indian Hills Christian Camp, which you may have heard of or you may have done a field trip out there. So that's the, the lovely face and family behind that little mission there. Wonderful, wonderful wonderful work they're doing. And Caitlin is the amazing lead mentor of our early learners program at Chula Vista Christian University. I love walking into the classroom and seeing her joy overflowing on the parents and children is just incredible. Caitlin, thank you for being on the show today. You're welcome. It's so good to be here. Well, we're really excited to talk with you. I thought we could start off by telling us just a little bit about your homeschool journey, because like a lot of our listeners, your journey is pretty new. You started in 2019, and a lot of our families started in 2019, 2020, even 2021. What 
inspired you to get started on the homeschool journey in 2019? And why have you stayed in the game? So what started me was I was surrounded by friends whose kids were homeschooled. And the fruit of these children that I was watching being raised up was so amazing. And it was so clear that there was a difference between homeschooled children and not. And it wasn't the difference that the world says is there, you know, it wasn't the, the awkward, um, that they were, you know, different in that way. It was that they had eye contact, that they weren't on their devices. They could engage with the adults, with kids of all ages, that they would, these kids that I was around, they would help, um, when there was a need and just, the most amazing kids. And so I wanted that for my children, but it wasn't, even though I really wanted my husband too, we, we wanted it. I, I fought it cause I just didn't think I could do it. Right. <laughs> and so God really had to speak to me, um, multiple times through different <laughs> people. But, um, finally I got to a place where he, he used a friend who had just gone through a leadership conference. Um, and she did some of the things on me that she, that was done. And one of the tricks, well, not tricks, one of the things that she, she did was she's like, you know, if you could send, if, if your, if your kids could have the, the perfect schooling, what would it be? And, I, she randomly asked me that. And so in my mind, I was thinking of this one school that I have heard a lot about. It's a Christian school. It's really well known. And I, I said that just auto- automatically. And then she's like, and then she kept asking and digging. And it, the, the point was to get the Holy Spirit to really speak to you as you're answering all these questions. Mm-hmm. And so finally I got to the she kept digging and digging and digging. And finally I said, that's not what I want. I want to homeschool. Wow. And I had never said that out loud. Wow. And it was this moment that God just spoke to me and he's like, that is actually your real desire and you can do it. (laughs) And I never looked back. That is so beautiful. So many of our parents say the exact same thing. They feel ill-qualified is the devil's biggest lie for homeschool mamas that they just feel like they're not capable. Of course, all the stats say otherwise. Moms are capable. We're doing a better job than anybody who's certified by the state, even if we didn't graduate from high school. Well, I love that your fruit was what, the fruit was what drew, drew you in. That was definitely my experience as well. What are some of, since your kids are little, what are some of the the books that have really inspired you so far? Maybe books you've read together or some of the favorite stories you've shared at home. Maybe kind of paint a, a picture of the day, how that looks when you're working together. Well, we do a lot. So yes, they are young. So my oldest is six, six, five, and three. And we all kind of work together, but we do a lot of reading. And I've learned just to really love the classics. Um, that's something I've picked up from CVCU and other homeschool moms. There's so much uh, fruit in the classics. And we 
you know, we do worksheets, but we don't do a, a ton um, of worksheet material. We do a little each day, but we go outside, we explore since we live on the camp. Um, maybe we'll do some schooling on top of the big rocks and we will get the nature journals out and journal and um, write about what we're seeing and draw a picture of it. So it's a lot of play and exploring and um, a lot of breaks. I have two very high energy boys (laughs) that they need to go jump on the trampoline if uh, frequently and then come back (laughs) and do some more. So I love that. And I know it's hard for people to kind of picture what that's like to be so free in the environment, to be outside, to be studying in nature. I think we spent more time outside than inside. Definitely when my kids were little and we were homeschooling, well, even when they were older, we just, we just did a lot of work outside. I mean, it's just so good for the brain and uh, giving those breaks and that margin for people to be able to, for our kids to be able to process. So I just, I love that, but it's hard, I think, for a lot of new homeschoolers to imagine because when they think of homeschool, they think of that word being altogether, like recreate the traditional school system in your home. But it's, it's not that, is it? It's so much more freeing because there's just, there's margin for relationships and there's margin for play and exploration. I just love that. And I had to learn that I had to, God had to show me that it was okay to not be that perfect homeschool atmosphere that I thought I needed to be, that we're a unique family. Every family is unique and it's going to look different for every family and every child. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I had to embrace that. And once I did, it was amazing. (laughs) I just love that. And, and, and I love that we're, it's a journey for us too, because it's new. I mean, unless you're a second or third generation homeschooler, which was not me, definitely not my case. We, we learn along with our kids, don't we? Even just the education process. I learned so much homeschooling my kids that I never, ever learned in traditional education growing up. What have been some of your aha moments? Have there just been times where one of the boys just got something or something just clicked with Shiloh and you just went, yes, this is why we're doing this? Yes. I think my favorite aha moment was when reading clicked. So I never in a million years thought I'd be able to teach my children how to read. And that was one of my biggest fears stepping into homeschooling. But, but God is the one, you know, and so taking that pressure off myself, he gives us the ability. And so, you know, every kid learns different and I can't even compare even my own two children, Never mind with other kids their age. But once that clicked, Oh, it is just, I don't know how many videos I took. And it was just so beautiful. And then another thing that was so exciting is when the love for music clicked. And so, you know, then this Christmas, it was a musical Christmas with the piano, the keyboard and the cajon, you know, and that, um, those are my favorite moments. Yeah. I love that so much. So many moms say the same thing. They're so afraid. Of course they taught their kids how to speak, how to dance, how to walk, how to, you know, do everything they know how to do. But then we get nervous about reading. (laughs) And I love that you just, it's lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. And that's a practical solution, leaning on God's understanding. He obviously wants our kids to be able to read and read the word. Um, So I just love 
love that. I love, you know, just your thought process there. Well, Caitlin, there are a lot of myths out there about homeschooling. Do you remember any of those that you believed? I know we just talked about one of those, which was you were concerned about maybe not being able to teach your kids reading. That's a, a common concern we hear from parents. Are there any other myths that you believe you remembered believing that now on the other side of the journey, you realize, wow, those were so untrue? Yes. A big one is the social part. Um, I grew up in a little town in Massachusetts where I think there was one family that we knew that homeschooled and it was, they were outcasted. It was just uh, still to this day, my family, uh, most of my family is so completely against it. But um, I grew up thinking homeschool kids would be socially awkward. And that is the farthest thing from the truth right. because what brought me into this, how what God used was the fruit of the kids I saw. Right. And so I'm just seeing, I mean, it's all what you put into it too when you get involved in co-ops or you put them in, you know, different sports or theater. It's, they're not going to be ill-equipped socially. Um, probably more equipped because there's, you're interacting with all ages. And um, right. I just see socially, it's so beneficial. Right. I was just thinking about this example. Dr. Adama spoke at our visit day last week, and he said in his office, he had two uh, families. One was a teenager from public school, and he was sitting in the office with his hoodie over his face, and he was looking down at his phone. And the other was two homeschooled girls, and they were sitting with their mom and a grandmother they'd never met before came in, you know, in her 70s or 80s. And the girls immediately took up a conversation with her. And somebody said to him, something about homeschoolers. He said, oh yeah, look in my, look in the, in the waiting room right now. And you can see how homeschoolers behave. They can get along with anyone of any age while the public school kid had this, you know, hoodie over his head and was looking down at his phone. So it's just a, it's a funny example, but it's, it's the myth that a lot of people believe it's the, the socialization myth. And the question is, do we want our kids to be socialized by their peers or by their parents? And, um, Obviously, that <laughs> we know the answer to that one. Well, that's so good. Well, I know as a long-term homeschooling parent myself that it takes tremendous effort to make it happen. What were some sacrifices that you've made personally for for you, for your family, to make it possible for you to homeschool? Well, my job right now is a stay-at-home mom, and I'm homeschooling, and I'm um, doing the pre-K program. So I'm not working um, in the nursing field at the moment. Um, that is a sacrifice financially, but at the same time, I that's what we. It doesn't feel like a sacrifice mm -hmm. because I would rather be doing this. Yeah. Um, I think another sacrifice would be not getting as many breaks. Um, <laughs> you know, right. just not getting time on my own. Right. Um, but again, it's worth it. Right. So, yeah. right. Absolutely. It's worth it. And it's such a short season. I mean, obviously I graduated my last homeschooler last year, so I, I know that the time goes really, really fast. What is some of the fruit that you're already seeing in your kids' lives, Caitlin? I know a lot of moms tell me even the first couple weeks that they start homeschooling, they see a difference in their kids. What are, what are some of the fruits that you've already seen in the lives of your three incredible kids? Their relationship with each other, their bond has gotten 
so strong. I mean, it. I feel like it. It's it's always been pretty good, but the challenges and successes of homeschool just draw you even closer together. And when I see my older son helping my middle son with an assignment, it just nothing is sweeter to the soul. Yes. And um, Shiloh, my three year old, she just is in the mix, and and they're just best friends. And, um, I love that that bond is developing. I love that so much. It's one of my absolute favorite things is to see my kids friends as young adults, because they spent so much time together, encouraging each other, sharpening each other, just doing life together as a family, that family is our home base, that this is the place where we enjoy being together. I just love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing in the classroom at Chula Vista Christian University. I know some people will think, well, why do you have to homeschool outside the class? Well, of course you don't. We don't need to homeschool outside of the uh, outside of our home. We can homes we can do everything at home. But as you know, uh, one of the models that I've used for about 20 years is this supportive academy environment. And your role is really focused on preschool moms, mamas who are um, stepping out for the very first time, many of them brand new parents, um, in a sense that they're, you know, their oldest child's in preschool. Tell us a little bit about first, what kind of what that, what that classroom looks like, what does it look like um, to walk into an early learner classroom at Chula Vista Christian University? And then I'd love to hear some success stories. So what's it look like? What do you guys do? What's happening in there, Caitlin? Okay, so you would walk in and you would when you first get get there we arrive we do a lot of tabletop activities and the parents you know that's when they can get settled and all the kids can can you know just get their um energy out by some fun play table activities tabletop and so we'll do that for about 15 minutes and then we'll go into the chapel and we do the Pledge of Allegiance, we do a worship song in prayer, and that is so wonderful to get all the kids just used to worshiping God together in community and praying. Um, I love that. It's beautiful because I I do one of my favorite things to say is there's no junior Holy Spirit. Love and, it. you know, I, I, in my mind, kids, the kid, kid worship songs are great. But they also need to be, I don't see anything wrong with kids being a part of like an adult worship service. I think the, it really benefits them. So we do a lot of just soaking in worship um, in that chapel time. And then we go back to the room and we do circle time, um, which is, you know, just a couple songs and introduction and then we go and do a craft. After craft, we go outside, do PE and snack. Then we come back in for story time, which the story time that works best for us is a one-on-one or two-on-one where the kids and the parents pair up and they just read individually. That's worked a lot better than trying to get everyone all together because they're three years old, some of them. Right. <laughs> Um, and I love that bonding that happens there. And then after that, we'll do phonics, letter activities, or math, and end with circle time and a song, and that's our day. 
I love it. And I think what is maybe different for people to understand is it's not like parents walk in and drop off their kids to you. What's happening no. with the parents? The parents are doing everything. Yeah. I mean, moms and dads, they all have their own roles and they just own it and take it. And I don't do everything. Yeah. I, I just, I do circle time, but not all of it. You know, there's a, there's a mom that she does the Devo part and another parent does the craft. And so in the beginning of the semester, they take, they say what they would feel comfortable with taking ownership of. And it's so amazing to see them blossom throughout the semester and just grow so confidently in it. I love that so much because that, again, many parents come in thinking, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And putting them in that role in preschool, giving them an ability to tap into what they're already good at is just such an encouraging experience for them. Well, what are some words of wisdom or recommended steps you would give to any of the beginning homeschoolers who might be listening in right now? You don't have to be perfect because no one is. Um... And you can do it. It's it. You can do it. It's one day at a time, one step at a time. God is the one God cares more about your children than even you do. And he's going to get you through it. But accountability and just community is such a huge, huge thing that I think I don't know what I would do without because you need the encouragement from the other moms when you might be having a hard day and just to get feedback off of and bounce ideas off of community is so important, but you can do it. And, um, just like Dr. Lisa was saying, you taught your kids how to walk. You taught them how to talk. You can teach them how to read. That's right. And everything else. That's right, Caitlin. Oh, it's so amazing to have you on the show with us today. Thank you so much, Caitlin Nelson. Well, we all know that traditional education is broken beyond repair, and I am calling on churches across the United States to be part of the solution. Go to drlisadunn.com and check out that rescue mission. We are here for you. Don't forget our adult degree program at Chula Vista Christian University is starting next month. If you're over 25, you can earn your degree and a whole host of marketplace-oriented fields. Be sure to check that out. Again, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn. Thanks for joining us on today's show. I'll be back next week with more of our toxic trait analysis and what you can do to break free from the system. We'll see you then. Thanks again for joining us here on The Communication Architect. If you have questions about today's episode or if there are topics you'd like to see us address, send your comments via Instagram to at Dr. Lisa Dunn or via email to contact at drlisadunn.com. That's D-R-L-I-S-A-D-U-N-N-E.com. And remember, strategic communication will help you build greater emotional health and relational resilience. So don't miss the next episode. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and I look forward to talking with you next time right here on The Communication Architect.